What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. To recap week eight, next on Fantasy Football Today in five. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Adam Azer. Make sure you listen to the full episode of Fantasy Football today on your podcast feeds, breaking down Sunday's action in Week 8 because there's a lot to get to, and we don't have a lot of time. I'm promising you it's not going to be an FFT in 5 today, probably more like an FFT in 8, and we're still not going to get to everything. But Adam, before we get to the winners and losers from Sunday's action, a whole bunch of injuries, five different starting quarterbacks left games this week with injuries, four of them pretty serious. Desmond Ritter was in the concussion protocol, sounded like they kept him out out of precautionary reasons more than anything, but that was one. But the big one, Kirk Cousins, looks like his season's done. They've got Jaron Hall, a rookie fifth-round pick out of BYU, as their backup. They've got Nick Mullins, who's on IR. They will probably add someone else. Maybe they'll give Carson Wentz a call. But just across the board, massive downgrade for the Vikings, no matter what, right? Oh, yeah, big time, big time. I think when Justin Jefferson comes back, he's hopefully still a must-start. But I think very little chance he's the number one wide receiver in fantasy. And it increases however marginally the chances that he doesn't come back which is something that was whispered about when he initially suffered the injury it does they're four and four so we'll see what happens they have a fairly easy schedule and the nfc is pretty bad yeah in the upcoming weeks so um yeah it's it's bad I, i think there's a there's a real possibility that you have jordan addison now and then once jefferson comes back you are going to you probably, you know, I'm not saying you drop them immediately. Uh, there's a possibility Addison's droppable. Yeah. yeah, it's a huge downgrade. And it makes me wonder if they're going to throw the ball as much as they usually. I mean, they're the pass heaviest team in football, mm-hmm. but their running backs stink. So yeah. uh, this could go from being one of the best offenses or fantasy to one of the worst. Yeah, <laughs> and I have very little interest in Alexander Madison or Cam Akers. I mean, you got to roster both of them, but it looks like just a, a gross, ugly committee in a bad offense now. So I don't really have much interest there. We also had Matthew Stafford leaving with a thumb injury. This one was weird because he initially suffered the injury late in the first half, hit his thumb on guys' helmets multiple times, came out of the game, and then came back at halftime, 
threw three passes for a touchdown on the first drive, caught a two-point conversion, and then came out of the game. It was a very weird sequence of events that led to Matthew Stafford leading the game, but wonder if he suffered, you know, exaggerated the injury on that catch on the two-point conversion. Kenny Pickett left with a rib injury. Tyrod Taylor also left with a rib injury. He's being held overnight at a hospital for evaluation as well, so those are concerning. Uh, Drake London left with a groin injury. Darren Waller with a hamstring injury. That one seems pretty concerning just because it was an injury he was already dealing with. We have a history of him, Darren Waller, dealing with hamstring and lower body injuries over the past couple of seasons. I think things could go pretty sideways for Darren Waller. And obviously we've seen, you know, with Jefferson and a few other players, hamstring injuries can lead to IR stints. So I'm worried about what this means for Darren Waller. What do you think is the, the most impactful injury of this crop after Kirk Cousins? It's Stafford for sure. Yeah. Any extended absence there takes away two must-start wide receivers, downgrades, downgrades two must-start wide receivers. And I don't even know what to expect. I mean, Brett Rippon is the backup right now. You know, to me, I think you're looking at Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua like top 15 to 20 wide receivers, yeah. I would guess, without Matthew Stafford. Um, but uh, are they going to be better or worse than Garrett Wilson? I would say, honestly, maybe worse. Similar situations, yeah. But the difference is they have each other to compete with, whereas yeah. Garrett Wilson gets every target. So uh, I don't I don't think we're talking about necessarily must-start guys, but this is an instant reaction. I don't know. You know we just have no idea. Great receivers with backup quarterbacks could go in so many different directions. Mm-hmm. It's really yet to be seen, but it's obviously a huge deal. And we had the quote from Sean McVay after the game. It doesn't seem like it's good, but we'll wait for full clarification. So obviously over the next couple of days, we'll be watching that one for sure. But would not be surprising if Brett Rippon was starting for the Rams in week nine, at least. Uh, let's move on to the, well, we also had Kendrick Bourne leaving with a knee injury. The report was they're hoping it's an MCL, but they're going to have an MRI. That one, the way that was phrased, I think Ian Rappaport's report makes me think we're looking at a an absence. And then the hope is that it's not season ending. That's frustrating because Kendrick Bourne has emerged as a very useful fantasy option this season. And with Devontae Parker leaving with a concussion, I think that's his second of the season. I there there's nobody in this passing game that I want for the Patriots with Kendrick Bourne out, right? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, I heard it. He talked a little bit about the Mario Douglas. So if you're in a deeper league, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure, but no, not in a 12-team league. All right, let's move on to the biggest winners and losers from week eight. And I, I one of the interesting ones, I think, is Jahan Dotson. Commander's wide receiver had by far his best game of the season. Might be the best game of his career. Eight catches for 108 yards and a touchdown. He had done, I mean, almost nothing so far this season. But last week, I think he had four catches for 50-something yards. He's starting to show a little more, and then he has this big blow-up game. Do you think this is more about the Eagles' injuries in the secondary than anything else? You know, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, you know, the, the Eagles got Reed Blankenship back. I know mm-hmm. Darius Slay got hurt in this game, but they were pretty healthy in the secondary, I believe, going in. I know Darius Slay got hurt, I think, in the fourth quarter. Uh, but I hope that this is just the start of something for Jahan Dotson. He's less than 50% rostered in CBS mm-hmm. Sports League, so I, I don't think you start him next week or anything no. like that. But I think you definitely uh, – this is a good player to stash. He obviously has upside. We liked a lot about him. He's not back necessarily, mm-hmm. but he should be back on your roster if you can get him there. I agree with that. Who's your biggest winner from this week? Joe Burrow. It's I'm just going to keep it simple. Joe Burrow's back. He looked amazing. The way he was running was extremely encouraging. Uh, the Bengals are back. 
turn the clock back to week five, and I believe we said the exact same things, and then he had one of his worst games of the season. But I agree. I I think the thing with the Bengals and and Joe Burrow and this the game against the 49ers was it's important to remember that like things change over the course of an NFL season and offenses that look hopeless and defenses that look unbeatable can turn on a dime. And that's not to say that the 49ers don't have a good defense or that the Bengals are an elite offense moving forward. It's just to say that we're always dealing with small samples in fantasy football. And especially when you're talking about September and October, we have to react to what we've seen, obviously, but it's important to keep in mind with the Bengals. We've seen this be an elite offense before history didn't start in week one of this season. And I, I agree moving forward. This, this does look like it's back to being an elite offense. That, that would be my assumption. Who's your biggest loser from this week? I, you know, Tony Pollard is a guy who's play, facing the Eagles next week mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to sit him. Uh, so I just think that something's missing. Maybe it was the offseason ankle surgery, but he just looks like an ordinary running back, unfortunately. You still love all the opportunities. He's not a bad fantasy starter, but he's not a must-start running back anymore. He's just not one of those studs. So, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I, don't think, I don't think it's buy low on Tony Pollard. unless you're Oh, absolutely buy low. I am going to be putting so many buy low offers in for Tony Pollard this week. I am very excited about the possibility of getting Tony Pollard for if someone values him just as an RB2, I'm thrilled by that prospect. And look, I get it. He hasn't looked right. There was the play against the Rams where he got caught from behind on what I think a lot of people thought would have been a touchdown last year. He just hasn't looked quite as explosive. I get all that, but it's still a great offense. It's still a super valuable role. I just have to assume that we'll see something like what we saw from Joe Mixon this week, where he finally had a game-worthy but Mixon's not going to follow had. that up. Mixon stinks. Like Mixon's a perfect example because all of last year, Joe Mixon, he was like a must-start running back. He was, but he, mm-hmm. but he, he stunk. So I just think like a mix. I don't. I, I just think that Pollard, like, he's still a must-roster guy. But I, I think there's probably twelve running backs you're taking ahead of him. I mean, like DeAndre, like Kamara and Swift and Ken sure. Walker, I would easily take ahead of him. Achan, I, I think. We'll see, but I think that's one I, I might consider taking ahead of him. Um, I don't know. I think Mixon's a good comparison, but I don't know that you're going to get as many catches as you got last year from Mixon. Like Mixon was saved last year by all the catches he had. Pollard is catching passes, but not quite to that degree. I, I For me, it's mostly just even if he's a below-average player now, which I, I don't think is likely, but he looks like it right now, the role is so valuable that he's going to be better than he has is the case I would make. He's not going to be the RB1. He's probably, I, I think it's more like a low-end RB1, but he's someone that I do want on my team, especially if I can get him at a big discount coming off a game where the Cowboys didn't really need to use him. They went up so big early that they benched all their starters midway through the fourth quarter. I so. mostly agree with you. I just probably like a few spots lower. All right, that's going to do it for FFT and 5. Make sure you listen to the full episode of Fantasy Football today for a more in-depth breakdown of Week 8. We'll see you tomorrow. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.